More news than you can handle today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Chris, I need to interrupt to make an announcement. Sean, Sean, I got this. Okay, so we are talking about America First Insurance Group. You remember Tony Lanny that we interviewed on The Grid and had all this information to share about the wonderful work that this insurance group is doing? A group that loves God, loves country, and only does business with those organizations that promote freedom? Yes. Sean, they do life insurance, home, auto renters, even involved in Christian health share programs. These guys have become an official sponsor of The Grid, therefore supporting the work that we do here at the Kingdom Patriot Group. That's true, and I love their slogan. Their slogan is, insuring your life, protecting your liberty. It's so important for our audience to know that there's an insurance group out there that is working in such a way that any profits that they might donate are not going to go to liberal causes. America First Insurance Group. We have contact information in the show notes. So if you want to quote, check out our show notes. Welcome to this week's News and Review. Folks, there is so much to cover that the News and Review is our main topic on the grid today. So let's dive in. In political news, more than a dozen House Democrats this week proposed an amendment to the Constitution to allow 16-year-olds to vote. It's an apparent attempt to make it easier to enact left-leaning policies like gun control and pro-environmental measures. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And oh my goodness, it's Mar-a-Lago Part 2, or should we say Biden Gate? Biden didn't just have classified documents in his think tank office. Now, apparently, they were found in his garage as well. Now, I'm curious if his garage was nearly as secure as Melania's clothes closet. I think Ted Cruz nailed this and the quandary that is now facing the Democrats front and center. Either Trump's retainment of classified documents was a very big deal and needs prosecution. By the way, that's what we were told. Or it's not. If it's a very big deal, then I think Biden needs to be investigated by an independent counsel and probably share a jail cell with Trump. In fact, I think my vote for an independent counsel would be Mark Levin. But on the other hand, if it's not a big deal, then the Democrats, media, and all those Trump haters completely overplayed their hand, and now they need to publicly apologize to Trump and his family. Now, this won't happen, but I love the spin that Karine Jean-Pierre is now using. The spin? Well, she just says nothing. I mean, at some point, folks, you can't actually defend this stuff. Also, it was reported this past week that the Biden administration is considering a ban on gas stoves. Yep, you heard that correctly. You can't make this stuff up. I think they are walking back this particular proposal now that they realize they would alienate half the country. But the fact that you would even consider it, I mean, what's next? Cow flatulence? That's what AOC would say. 
because there are studies that show cows contribute more to global warming than almost anything else. In other news, the conservative HQ reports that the House passed its rule package that has some very encouraging things in it. First, strong conservative Representative Byron Donalds was placed on the House Republican Conference Steering Committee, where he'll have an influential vote on who sits on what committee and other House Republican conference business. That's a big deal. And second, Speaker McCarthy announced that Democratic Representatives Swalwell, Schiff, and Omar will be removed from their national security-related committees that they've been appointed to by former Democratic Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Well, it's about time. Ilhan Omar has already decried this as racism and revenge. Really? Omar calling someone racist? That's coming from the mouth of probably the most anti-Semitic person in Congress. It's almost laughable. And third, Speaker McCarthy appointed House Freedom Caucus member Mark Green as Homeland Security Committee chairman. Also a great move. He's already talking about impeaching Mayorkas. Now, the IRS. Did you know the IRS is now on the chopping block as the House is going to vote to abolish them? So first, it was to revoke the funding for the 87,000 new agents. Now, maybe abolish the IRS entirely and move to a more of a flat tax. Love that idea. But just to the funding for a second, folks, how whacked out is this thinking from the Democrats? The Republicans decide to vote and remove $70 billion of the $80 billion funding package to the IRS. You know that package that we talked about several months ago where 87,000 new IRS agents were going to be hired? Well, all of a sudden, the Democrats are touting their fiscal responsibility and have announced their opposition to these funding cuts because it will add more than 100 billion dollars to the national debt. Now, when I heard this, I was scratching my head. How is cutting spending by $70 billion going to increase our debt by more than $100 billion? Then it hit me, because the Democrats had counted on these additional 87,000 IRS agents to shake down the American taxpayer for nearly $200 billion. At least based on my math, that's sick and that's wrong. Oh, and back to the Bidengate story of classified documents, Democrat Hank Johnson has suggested that the Biden documents found were actually planted at his residence by Republicans and also at his think tank offices for one purpose, to frame him. Well, I have a few thoughts on that, Hank. First, is our security that bad that just anyone could plant evidence against the President of the United States? Second, Hank, are you suggesting that if this was sufficient to frame Biden, that in fact these classified documents are a big deal? And third, and definitely the most important, Hank, I really don't trust much that you say. For our audience, if you don't know this, look it up. Hank Johnson is the congressman who suggested in 2010, in a hearing with the House Armed Service Committee to Admiral Willard, that the increase of U.S. troops might cause the island of Guam to tip over and capsize. Admiral Willard, in probably the most stunning display of poise that I have ever seen, responded, we don't anticipate that. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. These are the people who govern us. Okay, on to some cultural news when we return. Our mission is to help restore America to our founding principles. Our podcast, The Grid, intersects faith, politics, and commerce with the purpose to inform and inspire to action fellow believers and patriots. Two ways to join our mission. Visit kingdompatriot.us to subscribe. Your free subscription will provide you with action alerts, prayer alerts, 
and notifications for new podcast episodes, as well as upcoming events. You can extend our reach and audience by forwarding those notifications to like-minded friends and family. Secondly, you can become a member for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. We don't manufacture our product to generate revenue, so our operating budget is derived solely through memberships. Won't you join the mission to help restore America? Visit KingdomPatriot.us today. It's okay. Hit pause. Hop on the internet. Go to KingdomPatriot.us and sign up. All right, top of the list in some of the cultural news, the House of Representatives passed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act by a vote of 220 to 210 on Wednesday, with all 210 no votes coming from Democrats. Now, this measure states that any infant born alive following an abortion attempt or that survives the abortion is a legal person for all purposes under the laws of the United States. Doctors and healthcare workers would have to keep the child alive as a reasonably diligent and conscientious healthcare practitioner would render to any other child born alive. A child born at an abortion clinic that does not have adequate care facilities would be responsible for transporting the child to the hospital. Now, just think about that for a second. All 210 Democrats voted against this. So what would they do if the child's born alive? Would they just abandon it, or would they just go ahead and permit an out-of-the-womb abortion? Also, Democrats in the House refuse to condemn attacks on pregnancy resource centers. Why is that? Could it be because a pregnancy resource center is still assuming the unborn child is life? And of course, Democrats hate life, at least inconvenient life. BLM riots? Just fine. Torch a district in Minneapolis to protest the criminal George Floyd's tragic death? Celebrated. Abortion and transgender surgery on a 14-year-old in Michigan? Let's champion that. But if you are pro-life or a parent who expresses outrage for pro-gender chaos in schools, then you are to be buried. Priorities, folks. Agenda over people and cause over common sense. That's what the Democrats represent. Also, a federal district court recently upheld West Virginia's Save Women's Sports Act, a decision that rejected a legal challenge to the law that would have undermined women's sports in the state by allowing males who identify as female to compete in girls' and women's sports. In my opinion, this interprets Title IX exactly as it was intended, that sex was never intended to be interpreted as whatever gender you want to decide. For me, this is a victory for natural law and common sense. Okay, this is also an interesting story, if for no other reason, because I know about this author from my pastor. And this story is about the New York professor saying that fragile Gen Z is actually causing a national crisis. Generation Z is putting America's future in peril thanks to their physical and mental fragility. Yeah, I would agree with that. The usefulness of today's teens and young adults is nothing short of a national crisis, says Jonathan Haidt, a social psychologist at New York University's Stern School of Business. Haidt has written several books, including The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. Haidt continues on, we have a whole generation that's doing terribly, and we generally look at Generation Z as defining Americans born between 1997 and 2012 who are now in their teens or early 20s. They're the first generation to fully grow up on the age of the internet and social media, and according to some surveys, they report struggling with mental health more than any other generation before them. 
even the notoriously anxious millennials, some who are now in their 40s. There has never been a generation this depressed, this anxious, and this fragile, Height says. When you look at Americans born after 1995, what you find is they have extraordinary high rates of anxiety, depression, self-harm, suicide, and fragility. So to our earlier story, the Democrats want to reduce the voting age to 16. This is the generation the Democrats want to be able to vote. That's pretty sad when this is your constituency. Now, this is really a cultural and political story, but the GOP is introducing a bill that says only the American flag can fly over U.S. embassies. No pride flags, no BLM flags. It is sad that I even have to report this story as a potential win. And I love this last story in our political segment. New Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes, that's correct. That would be the daughter of the well-respected former governor and presidential candidate Mike Huckabee. Sanders, within hours of being sworn into Arkansas office on Tuesday, issued multiple executive orders countering the leftist speech codes and conventions in the state, including, I love this, removing the use of the controversial term Latinx in government documents. And actually, she points out that Latinx is not even accepted by the vast majority of Latinos. She also signed an executive order to prohibit indoctrination and critical race theory in schools. Sanders emphasized that the role of schools is to educate, not indoctrinate students. Similarly, teachers are tasked with teaching students how to think, not what to think. Accordingly, schools and teachers' days of peddling critical race theory are over. Thank you, Sarah. Another win for common sense. We'll tackle medical news when we return. Okay, I see shared videos every day of one-year-old Johnny falling asleep with his face in his birthday cake. If you can share that video, surely you can share the grid with your friends and neighbors. Post it on Facebook, like it on YouTube, share it on Twitter, email it, text it. And for goodness sake, hit that like button and give us a five-star rating when you listen. Thank you for joining the fight for faith and freedom. So the Daily Wire has an interesting story. A lawsuit filed by two Disney employees who were fired for refusing the COVID vaccine alleged that Disney is closely enmeshed with the government and that it forced a vaccine mandate on its employees because of the government. It was essentially an estate actor. That, that's what it's claiming that Disney was. And if that's true, that would make it subject to the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. At least that's what the lawyers wrote. The theory underscores the extent in which the Biden administration has relied on corporations to implement policies that might not be constitutional for the government to do itself, from social media censorship to airline employee vaccine mandates and the like. The Constitution provides that the government and state actors cannot take life, liberty, or property without due process and equal protection of the law, the lawsuit states. There is no dispute that the Defense Department was looking to partner with private business in its effort to vaccinate. At what point does partnership go beyond independent entities working voluntarily towards a shared mission of entwinement such that they can be considered a state actor or a de facto agent of the government? Had the government instituted a requirement that all professional athletes and personnel of leading media outlets are required to receive a vaccination without rights to an exemption, such an action would be subject to an equal protection challenge for its treatment of professional athletes and leading media differently than other similarly situated persons, it said. A state actor performing such a function is subject to an equal protection challenge on the same basis. Folks, do you remember when we said if a business was clamping down on free speech at the request of the federal government, such as FBI and Twitter, 
This is no different. And if corporations are acting at the request, the behest, or the coercion of the federal government, then this lawsuit is spot on. A whistleblower made credible allegations of fraud against a subcontractor of Pfizer involved in clinical trials of the company's COVID-19 medications and vaccines. Huh, hadn't heard that before. According to the whistleblower, the subcontractor engaged in unethical practices, including fabricating data, compromising the integrity of the trials, and failing to report the adverse effects of the vaccine. The more this stuff comes out, the more I just shake my head. I thought it was just crazy conspiracy stuff, but as it often turns out, my wife was right all along. The WEF draws many of the most powerful folks in the world, corporate leaders, government officials, and at this yearly conference, they promote an array of global initiatives that conservatives say infringe on mankind's fundamental liberties. This group is led by German economist Klaus Schwab, and he's a leading proponent of stakeholder capitalism. It's an approach to investing that says executives must consider the needs of employees, communities, and other parties in addition to shareholders and the use of corporate power to advance political agendas in the global economy. If you don't think the agendas of socialism, communism, and a new world order are front and center, you are not paying attention. Now, speaking of world organizations, rumor has it that Chip Roy and other conservative Republicans are voting to block U.S. funding of the World Health Organization. Well, in the words of Ted Cruz, it's about damn time. Why we keep funding organizations that are absolutely committed to destroy the sovereignty of nations like the United States is totally beyond me. At some point, we have to say, enough is enough. And lastly, folks, I would be totally remiss if I didn't share that today we celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr. He was a civil rights pioneer and in distinct contrast to the hate I see today. He was inspired by Christ and love. Did you know that Martin Luther King Jr. believed in civil disobedience but with non-violent behavior? As a Baptist minister, he stood up for freedom, but rejected angry, violent methods. Are we sure that Black Lives Matter is really following in his footsteps? In fact, when it came to violence, he was mostly on the receiving end, not inciting angry mobs. He did much to advance freedom in the African-American community. He was a champion of freedom and believed that love, not hate, would trump evil. For this, I have great respect for the man. Compare that today, where we have violence and looting, and hatred. I dare say that evangelical Christian conservatives have far more in common with Martin Luther King Jr. than the vast majority of the radical left. He sought freedom and love, and the left pursues violence, censorship, hatred, wokeness, and societal, institutional-destroying policies. As far as I can tell, Martin Luther King Jr. actually loved life. He didn't try to destroy it. So let's celebrate the life of a great man today, a man dedicated to God and freedom. In fact, I think if he were alive today, Martin Luther King Jr. would be a Kingdom Patriot. Visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. 